0: physical, environmental, financial, spiritual, social, or habitual. We created our family of podcasts as a resource for anyone who is looking to integrate the nine elements of holistic wellness into their daily lives. Welcome to the show. Hi everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm excited. I have my new friend Josh Thomas with me. Josh, why don't you tell my audience, first of all, a little bit about you and what you do? And specifically, let's talk about what a fancy pants business consultant is.
1: <laughs> so uh the reason that I say that, I, I put in my my bio and my intro, uh, a self proclaimed fancy pants consultant. And and there's a there's a big reason for that. And It's because of a lot of experience at networking meetings. Like if you ever want to end a conversation, if there's somebody that's coming up, hey, you know, what do you do? And you don't really want to talk to them. Tell them you're a consultant. (laughs) That will pretty much end the conversation right there. They'll be like, oh, that's cool. Well, anyway, so I'm going to go back to the snack bar. But, I gotta go
0: find um, the accountant.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, I'm an accountant. Oh, cool. Tell me about numbers and blah blah blah. Yeah. So and, and so, I just say, hey, I'm a fancy pants consultant. I'm I'm owning the fact that uh, you probably don't even know what that means. And so let's let's just self-deprecate just a little bit to take the pressure off. <laughs> I actually don't own any fancy pants, but I should start. I
0: feel like you should. Yes. <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah. So let's uh let's talk about who you work with. So you are a business consultant, um, and a self-proclaimed fancy pants one at that. Um, fancy. but you're more than that. So let let's talk about your factor one. What exactly do you do there?
1: Uh, sure. So uh, just at a high level, you know, one of the things that I know is a big focus for you is cash flow. And I've worked with more than 5,000 entrepreneurs uh, over the last 15 years. Some of them for an hour, some of them for five years, and a whole lot of in-between. And what I've found is 99% of them have the same problem, but we're looking at other things that really aren't a problem yet. I'll give you an example. Uh, So... Is somebody like, Hey, I just can't find anybody to work. Can't find any good employees. Oh, the, the, the economy is in the toilet. And uh, so it's just hard for everybody or, you know, gosh, I've got a lot of competition or, you know, Hey, I get all of my business through word of mouth and referrals, you know, and it's just kind of dried up lately, oh, man. I'd love to, I'd love to work on my SOPs and my systems and work on my business, but gosh, I just got so many pot fires to go and put out. I hear that stuff all the time. But yeah. none of that stuff's actually the problem. Because the the problem that almost every entrepreneur, especially if you're, let's say that you sell a service, whether it be home services, professional services, you run an agency or something like that, uh the the number one reason that people are struggling right now if you're under two million dollars, cash flow is the issue healthy sales and cash flow if you have a bunch of problems in your business but you have healthy sales and cash flow you don't actually have a problem you just have a misallocation of resources and you can fix that like that because if you have enough cash in the door you can solve just about any problem you're facing if you don't have enough cash in the door, that's where the symptoms start kind of popping up. And what I mean by symptoms is, you know, ah, man, my left arm is really hurting, you know, and, and you might think, well, okay, well, I must have done something. There's something wrong with my arm. Yeah. But what we what we don't realize is, you know, pain in your left arm is the number one sign of a stroke. And so we have to go deeper than the symptom that's presenting itself. Oh, the economy. Oh, I can't find anybody to work. Oh, there's too much competition. Oh, I'm too busy putting out fires. Those are symptoms of a deeper problem, which is you're not bringing enough cash in the door. Once you bring enough cash in the door, that's that's really what any entrepreneur under $2 million should be focusing on. How do I bring as much cash in the door as possible so that I can reallocate those resources to start building and growing the systems so that I can scale past it?
0: I love that. And I think, you know, it's amazing how many times a day I have that exact conversation. You know, somebody wants to diagnose something in their business. And my first question is, what's your cash flow? And they're like, no, no, I don't want to talk about cash flow. I want to talk about my sales funnel or I want to talk about my marketing collateral. And I'm like, no, no, no. Cash flow is the starting point for me, anyway. So, um, a man, I'm ask a man after
1: something. my own heart. I, I uh, <laughs> we're, we're like, we're like brothers from another mother's.
0: Well, it's kind of like you know. Okay, I'm going to ignore the fact that this patient has terminal cancer, and I want to sit here and talk about how we improve cholesterol. Who cares? You know, if if you can't fix the terminal cancer, the cholesterol doesn't matter and by the way if if the cancer kills the the patient the cholesterol doesn't matter so the key is the cholesterol doesn't matter
1: until you deal with the cancer it's it's a it's a it's a great analogy there because we we have a hard time as entrepreneurs because we're moving in a bunch of different directions there's a bunch of shiny objects there's a bunch of big powerful guys on stages that are like pumping their fists and yelling stuff but and and so it's very sexy, and we get we get uh, we get drawn towards these kind of extreme ends of the spectrum of like, oh well, I need to get my mindset right. Oh well, I need this next AI, you know, uh, who's the what's it that's going to like do all my sales calls for me? <laughs> and same thing, same thing for our personal health. Uh, now, I uh, disclaimer, uh, I'm not a fancy pants medical professional. Okay, so <laughs> normie, uh, so take everything here with a grain of salt. But uh, 90% of the problems that people are facing in their life, their relationships, their health, has to do with their diet. Uh, It has to do with what you're eating. What What are the inputs that you're putting into your body right now that are creating those outputs? And if we change our inputs, our outputs will change for the most part. Now, there are genetic disorders. There are terminal illnesses, things we can't avoid. But... You know, if you've got chronic headaches, you probably aren't drinking enough water, and there's probably something in your diet that could be contributing to that. Change that, change your inputs, and you have the best chance of changing your outputs. Same thing with business. What are the inputs that you're doing? What are the, what are the tasks that you are performing on a daily and weekly basis? What are the inputs that you are creating that, that can lead to the outputs that you want which is more cash in the door. Are you doing the inputs that will create the outputs that you want? And if you're not, we got to start there. Change your diet and you'll be a healthier person. Change your business habits and you'll have a healthier business.
0: So, Josh, I'm laughing because I have another podcast called Global Wellness, and I could have just as easily had you on that one, but I'm ecstatic you and I are here today. And by the way, you're going to be repeat guest I didn't know it already. Um, so I'm going to ask you some strange questions to my audience, but you're going to get where I'm going here, brother. Um, I see Atomic Habits over your left shoulder. Sure. Um It is one of my top 12 must-read books, and yes, I have top 12 and I have a top 24. Um, It's my number two must-read book, actually, um, in order, because I have habits and I have systems. Um, Let's talk about the science of productivity, because I firmly believe that the activities, you know, we can control activities, we can control attitude, we can't control anything else. Um, So let's talk about the science of productivity. And I want your thoughts, because I I know you shared this a little bit before we started recording, about how our human brains are wired naturally against our best interests, and how do we rewire ourselves to win anyways?
1: Yeah, so I can go deep on that. First of all, uh, for those of you who have not read Atomic Habits, Google motion versus action. And the first thing that shows up is going to be an article from James Clear it's free. You don't even need to read the book. (laughs) Read that article. It will change the way that you do business. Motion versus action. And I can talk about that later, but since you asked me a really deep question, I want to get into that. But for anybody listening, motion versus action, it's a James Clear article. It's from his book. Read that. That's what you need to be doing with your life. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, read the rest of the book. But that's, to me, the most important thing that I ever read, yep. that article.
0: I, I'm going to add the actual title because motion versus action is, the, is part of the subtitle. The actual title is the mistake smart people make being in motion versus taking action. So I'm going to give that context and um, hang on everyone because Josh and I are about to go on a real fun journey, but I promise this is about cash flow, right, Josh?
1: <laughs> it absolutely is. And so there's another book lower down on our right here on my shelf called habits of a happy brain by Dr. Loretta Brunning and Loretta spent 30 years observing the behavior patterns of monkeys and, uh, and the science of it. And so here's, here's the difference, just so you understand we are monkeys with the exception of this thing in the front, our frontal cortex and the frontal cortex of your brain, uh, it allows you to have abstract thought. It allows you to understand the uh, past and future, and it allows you to make decisions based on the the kind of uh, the whole information that you have around you. But monkeys, apes, most animals do not have a frontal cortex. Other than that, we are identical to apes, monkeys. Now, now that we understand that. We have the ability to make different decisions. All of their decisions are about survival. And there are a series of hormones that our brain secretes in order to encourage and facilitate our survival. And and again, as, just as Jeff said, I promise you this has a lot to do with cash flow. Just stick with me, okay? Your brain has not had a firmware upgrade in hundreds of thousands of years. According to your brain, we still live in caves. We have to venture out into the prairie to get food, and the saber-toothed tiger is going to maul us at any minute. That's what our brain is thinking all the time. Now, what coping mechanisms did your brain develop in order to make sure that you were able to eat? that you were able to outrun the tiger and that you were able to continue the species beyond just you. And so you didn't just die out. So there's, there's four hormones that are in place to help you survive. And then there's a fifth one that I'll talk about in a minute. It's, it's, it's there to help you, but nobody likes it. Okay. So <laughs> we've got dopamine. We've got serotonin. We've got oxytocin and we've got endorphins. And I'll go through what each of those does. Dopamine is a reward chemical. When you do something right, when you post something on on your Instagram and and somebody likes it and you're like, ooh, somebody likes me, that gives you a dopamine hit. If you're a video gamer and you're playing a video game and you get to the next level and you're like, yes, that's dopamine. It's rewarding you for doing behavior that is going to enhance your chances of survival, okay? So think about how, how do we go back to caveman days and like, oh, I got to go out and get some food. Cool. And I found some berries. Yes, I can eat these berries and I don't die. Dopamine. Right. So that's dopamine. Serotonin is the community chemical. Okay. And so if you're wandering out in the prairie by yourself, your chances of survival are very low. Okay. You, you have no help. Uh, you're, you're exposed. There are apex predators that will find you and maul you and eat you. Yeah, so you're somebody's lunch. You are somebody's lunch, but if you're traveling in packs, you're safer. And so whenever you find a group or a community, you feel that oh, it's so great to find people who finally get me that's serotonin. So you go in, you find a group, uh, you know, somebody tells a joke and you laugh that's serotonin right? You you meet somebody on the street and you're like, dude, why aren't we hanging out? You know, me and Jeff, we just like immediately hit it off. That's serotonin. We're looking for our tribe because being in a tribe increases your chances of survival. Now, oxytocin is about the continuance of the species. Oxytocin is released when you have sex, when you are being intimate, or when you when you have a relationship with your partner, when you kiss, when you hug, that's oxytocin. That exists because it's trying to reward you for saying, hey, you got to procreate or (laughs) eventually you're going to die and the species is going to go extinct. And then finally, endorphins is basically a uh, it, it is the closest thing to kind of morphine, if you will. If you're injured out in the field and tiger mauls your leg, it's going to send all of these kind of pain reducers so that you can hobble away and maybe survive. (laughs) <laughs> right? Um, and then the last chemical, the one that nobody likes is called cortisol and cortisol. We kind of know that is the stress chemical. If you guys ever saw that, what is it? Hydroxy cut or whatever they're talking about. You got your belly cortisol, you know, you got to <laughs> reduce the cortisol so that you can get your belly pad out of the way. Well, here's what's really happening. Cortisol is not necessarily a bad thing. Cortisol shoots into your body to eliminate distractions. Okay, so let's imagine you and me, Jeff, we're walking down the street, you know, and we're talking, we're having a good time. We got like a sandwich in our hand or something. And then all of a sudden we look forward and there actually is like a tiger escaped from the zoo. (laughs) And then we get this. We get this feeling it's like tingles in our shoulder, our stomach goes in knots and we get this kind of like everything and we zoom in and then we, we stop hearing things. We stop thinking. We're only focused on the tiger. The reason that that happens, first of all, adrenaline, adrenaline pumps into your body to give you extra strength so that you can fight or flight cortisol though shoots into your body. And what it does is it eliminates everything that is not related to your immediate survival. So if you ever got into an argument or somebody was just yelling at you and you felt like you were shutting down, like, yeah, and you like, like two hours later, you're like, oh man, I should have said this. (laughs) Yeah. The reason that you are, you did think of that at the time, but the reason that you didn't, you couldn't remember it at the time was because the cortisol was blocking it out. The cortisol was only focused on making sure that you got the immediate threat in front of you and you're ready to fight or flight if needed. Now that we understand that, what do we do with it and how does it relate to our business? And so I, I I want to stop there, Jeff, because I I, I just gave like a giant <laughs> soliloquy, but uh, you know, let me stop there. Uh, and what kind of comments or thoughts do you have on that?
0: Well, I think, you know, I, I'm kind of seeing the, the, um, five characters in a play. And, you know, it's, um, thanks to Disney, I see that movie inside out in my head and I'm kind of thinking about the, the chemicals instead of the emotions, um, because I think it's, um, so I think really, truly, I am always talking about fight or flight. I'm talking about how the brain reacts. And, um, one of my favorite books on the topic is, um, I can't remember his name. He is a stand-up comedian slash, um, I think he's an actual neurosurgeon. Um, I think it's called "Idiot Brain," and he he tells it like a story. And it was like, oh my god, I finally understand how oddly wired our brain is. And like you said, I mean, it it was perfectly wired at one point in our history. Um, you know, when we we're all playing with saber-toothed tigers and trying not to be lunch. Um, <clears throat> it doesn't work as well in a complex environment, like we, you know, this little front part of ours created, and we said, Yeah, we'll just complicate it. And, you know, hopefully evolution will catch up. So I I think it hasn't. Yeah, it's like, um,
1: in the the first step to that is awareness. Yeah, you you have to understand that your brain, no matter how much self help or, uh, or personal work that you've done, your brain is wired for survival, period. And survival, according to your brain, has nothing to do with success because success puts you in a position of risk. And any risk is a threat to survival. And so your brain's going to, boom, it's going to clap back and react. (laughs) So you have to be aware of that so that you can consciously push past it and you have to push past it every single day, it will not get easier. You just have to make that decision every day
0: I love that, and I think that's you know a lot of people you know I hear stuff about willpower, and honestly i I feel bad for people who think willpower is a solution because um we're battling hundreds of thousands of years of chemistry and you know, instinct and and I mean, literally, you can't fight the chemistry of the brain. If if you fight it, you're going to lose every time.
1: Is that a fair comment? You can not fight it. You can only understand it yeah. and harness it. Once you know that it's there, you can harness it. Here's an example. When you get into a situation and you're like, you, know, you freeze. I'm stressed, or you feel stress, or you feel fear. Understand, cortisol is pumping into your body right now, and it is making you dumb. Uh, there's yeah. a there's a really cool exercise that my friend Adam Lyons does, um, where he'll he'll have people do this quick recall, and he'll ask them these questions, easy questions like uh, like uh, okay, I want you to tell me whether or not an animal can swim okay and I'll, I'll just do it with you can i can i do it with you real quick
0: sure all
1: right okay so i'm i'm just gonna i'm just gonna name an animal and you're gonna say yes or no whether this animal can swim okay okay you ready ready okay and as fast as you can ready fish yes shark yes whale yes dog
0: no well maybe okay Okay. I've had dogs that can't.
1: (laughs) Okay. Got it. Right. But yes, dog
0: paddle, they can swim.
1: Got it. They can swim. Yes. But you wouldn't think about it, right? Yeah. So now we're going to do the same thing. Now that you kind of understand how it works, we're going to do it again. Right. And I want you to, it's just as fast as you can. Okay. Don't, don't hesitate. Okay. You ready? Um, Okay. Pterodactyl. No. Crane.
0: Nope uh
1: grackle I don't think so okay those were all birds
0: okay there you go <laughs>
1: right and and so and so what happened there is it's not that you're it's not that you're dumb you understood that those were all flying animals yeah but what happened was because we did that first exercise and you started feeling pressure your body pumped cortisol in there and all of a sudden it was telling you that a crane can't fly, a pterodactyl can't fly, and a grackle can't fly. A grackle is oh. like the most common bird ever. I thought um, the question
0: was, can they swim? There we go. Can they fly? See, I wasn't I was so stressed out. Right? Yeah. And you missed that it. word. Right.
1: <clears throat> you missed you miss the instructions. And yeah. it's not that and you're not a dumb guy, right? Because it's the, the point is if if Jeff is in a state of stress because of cortisol. To where he didn't even understand the question i asked and he couldn't even answer it correctly imagine what what business decisions you're making when you're under that state of stress
0: well and and the the stress here is two friends talking and you know Mm -hmm. you it's that artifact like the little stopwatch but um Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's the thing a lot of entrepreneurs are you know Worrying about paying their vendors, they're worrying about this. They're worrying about you know, what am I going to get my kids for Christmas? Like, there's a thousand things, and um, I'm going to guess that all of that, you know, and and I'm well familiar with the the effects of cortisol burnout. Um, that's a big thing when it comes to entrepreneurs.
1: Definitely. So that's the idea, right? And so, how does this affect cash flow? If you're under a constant state of stress. As Jeff just demonstrated, you are not making the best decisions with your business in your life because you don't have access to all of the information. Mm -hmm. Jeff was focused on answering the question correctly so much that he didn't hear the question. And that's happening in your business every single day. You can't change how you behave when you're under stress. Yeah. But what you can do is you can acknowledge and understand the stressful feeling. Remove yourself from decision making when you're under stress because you will make bad decisions. That's mm-hmm. why people overeat. you know, that's why people cheat on their wives. That's why' they, it's things they would never do in any other situation, but they're under stress. And yeah. so then they go and do something dumb to release the stress feeling. Yeah. Well, and it's also
0: but, you know don't go to the grocery store and shop when you're hungry because you're fighting chemicals, right?
1: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I I've, I just finished a three day fast, and so I could we could have a whole another episode on that, but <laughs> um, I just literally I had my first breakfast since Saturday, so. Oh um, well, well done. It, and uh, but but yeah so so the the biggest thing that you can do to help your cash flow is recognize when you are stressed and remove yourself from any decision making when you're under stress.
0: Even the, the small way, ones, I'm gonna say.
1: <laughs> even the small ones, and the best way you can remove yourself from the stress, you can't you can't like remove like take out the cortisol. You can only neutralize it. Mm -hmm. And so it's like a, it's like venom. And in order to not die, you need an anti-venom. You can't really like suck it out of your arm. Like they say in the movies, you need an anti-venom to neutralize it. Right. And so the best way to do that, dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin. So how do I get those chemicals into my body? Well, what are some things that you can do that are going to shoot dopamine into your body right away? Like, even if it's something as stupid, like, you know, I'm going to go play Candy Crush and like, yay, I got to the next level. Boom. There's a shot of dopamine that has a chance of reducing your cortisol. Then you can go back in. All right. I'm ready to make this decision. You're going to make a better decision. Once you've given it a few minutes, got a shot of dopamine. Now you can focus on what's best for you and your business.
0: I love that, and you know, I think I'm gonna say I love gamification almost as much as well, maybe I love it more than habits. I can't decide, but um, I think habits and gamification um that builds that dopamine into the conversation so that you're you're positively building your brain while you're getting things done. Is that a fair comment, or am I taking it on a different
1: side? Yeah, that's one of the gamification is, you know, basically doing things and getting immediate rewards for them. And one of the reasons that's so effective is because those rewards uh, release dopamine. And dopamine neutralizes cortisol. It allows you to focus in, get more things done, and to be encouraged to continue doing those things. Because remember, your brain is trying to encourage you to survive and discourage you from dying. That's all your brain's doing. Once you understand your brain is very binary. (laughs) Oh, you did something that's going to help us live. Great. Do more of that. Oh, you did something that might not help us live. Stop doing that. Not eating for three days. Your brain is not a fan of that, by the way. (laughs) Uh, And so it throws everything it's got at you to say, hey, man, we need to be eating. And Mm -hmm. you're like, no, trust me science is smarter than you
0: <laughs> i love that and and you know i i'm a big fan of uh, there's a book called obvious adams i don't know if you've heard of it but it's one of my little bible books and you know he's got five things about you know making sure things are simple and you know it's a 30 page book it's not a novel to read it's um One of those classics that I think Robert Uptograph is the author, um, but one of his tests of is something simple is does it violate human nature? Because that's, you know, I see a lot of businesses. They're like, oh, um, you know, you have to do everything against human nature um, and that's the only way you'll succeed. Well, those businesses were doomed before they started, you know. (laughs) Putting I've a, a few of those. <laughs> yeah, you know, putting an ice cream stand in a gym, one of you is going to go out of business. You know, I don't know which, I fear that it's going to be the gym, not the ice cream stand. But. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah, because, because you get a lot more dopamine from ice cream than from going to the gym. Yeah. Yep.
0: You know, I I used to work out in a gym over a pizza shop and I had to leave the gym because it was driving me crazy. It's like I'm here to get healthy, but all I can smell is ham and pineapple or pepperoni and guess what I'm going to get on the way out. And I was yeah. like <laughs> so, so don't violate human nature. That's my thing.
1: And, and 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 that's a great point. And so bringing this back, I know I know we kind of went like way left field on the on the brain stuff, but it matters because once we understand that we can make better decisions about our business let's talk back about cash flow again so now that you know how you're wired how do we harness that to make money uh and the first thing is this your brain's wired for survival you need to wire your business for survival the, the thing that your, your, uh, your brain wants more than anything else, aside from your safety and security and shelter, is fuel. That's why it doesn't want you to exercise because that's an unnecessary expenditure of resources. Yeah. It wants you to sit there and eat high-carb, high-fat foods so that just in case of famine or there's no crops or there's no berries or there's no animals, will survive that famine as long as possible. That's why you feel great when you eat French fries, because it's a lot of carbs and a lot of fat. Now, same thing with your business. It feels great for us to go into all this mindset stuff because, like, I feel powerful. That's another thing. We can talk about that another time. People want to feel powerful. That's serotonin, by the way. And then it's another thing to go and look for these shiny objects like, oh, the next AI bot that's going to take all my sales calls and close my business for me so I can just sit back on the beach and, you know, relax. That's dopamine. And so you're getting these reward chemicals for all this stuff, but it's distracting you. What you need is you need fuel. And for a business, especially any service-based business under $2 million, that fuel is cash and sales in the door. And so you need to be focusing on 80, you know, 40 hours a week minimum. How do I do activities that bring cash in the door now? And if you're focused on that for as long as you can, you keep doing that until it stops making sense. If you're doing anything else, if you're under $2 million and you're doing anything else besides how, what activity can I do to bring cash and sales in the door right now today? You're make a mistake. Switch your thinking. I need to bring in that cash flow. Once you hit $2 million around there, then it starts making sense to, okay, I'm going to hire an executive team. I'm going to hire some other salespeople. I'm going to hire some people for delivery. I'm going to do this next thing, next thing, next thing. But right now you need to be focused on, I need to make as much money as possible so that I have options. You need to fuel your body, your business, with cash, so that it can make better decisions.
0: And honestly, if you don't have options, you're going to be living in that dystopia of cortisol, and you know you're going to be depriving, and your business is going to struggle. Um, now, I'm going to ask you a very practical question because I know um, one of your things you shared with me in in your bio is that you help your clients, you've helped many of them double their business growth. And I love the specific wording there, double their business growth in 90 days or less. Um, what are some of the practical next steps? Somebody listening to this can walk away and go, hey, thanks, Josh. Um, obviously the first one is call Josh and and um, talk to him about uh, you know your program, The Factor One, um, but what are some of the things they can do themselves just to sit down, get out of that stress and and figure out what is it? And I think you mentioned, you know, the next cash flow activity. Um, I think it's that simple, isn't it? Just rinse, repeat.
1: Well, uh, and I appreciate that. Don't call me. I don't answer my phone. You can schedule an <laughs> appointment with me if you want. Awesome. But, uh, let me give you a framework that I have used over and over and over again. And it's very successful. Okay, uh, it, this is the same framework that I have used uh, to help. Uh, one of my clients came in; she was about fifty k a month, and we got her to one hundred and fifty k a month within sixty days. Another client that was at around thirty k a month, we got him to five x that in ninety days, and we eventually ten x. Another one that I worked with, we were able to double his sales in thirty days. And he went on to become an eight-figure company. He did $12 million last year. Wow. And what I'm about to share with you is not some like back alley, you know, sales voodoo. (laughs) It's the basics. Simple frameworks that you consistently implement over and over and over again to create the results. What I did with all of my clients, what I do every single time, the first thing we need to do is what is the mechanism that is going to bring cash in the door for you right now so that you can solve higher level problems? Because cash is your problem. If I can solve your cash problem, if I can bring you quick cash on command, then we can go and build out core values and you know company visions and all that cool stuff that makes us feel like we're doing something special. But let's solve the cash problem first. And the way I do that is what I call the precise method. Uh, because they are very laser-focused tactics on how we can bring cash in the door right now. Precise is actually an acronym. I'll give you the acronym. These are seven different ways that you can bring quick cash in the door right now. I'll tell you. you, Before
0: you do that, Josh, I just want to point out two things. Josh said two of my favorite words, framework and acronym. Um, If you don't have an acronym to describe what you do, stop and do that because – I guarantee the precision that comes from thinking about what you do and being able to say it in a word is powerful to bringing cash in the door. Sorry, Josh. It's okay. It's It's important. important. I talk about frameworks and models all day and people look at me like I'm a weirdo. So when I find someone else who does it, I'm going to underline it, point to it and shout it. So thank you.
1: It's important. And it's one of those things where just to be clear, It's not like I sat here, you know, on a, on a meditation retreat and like pinned this out after three days of, of careful deliberation. I just went and started figuring things out. Yeah. Like, okay, what's actually going to work? How can I help this client actually win? And then after you've worked with 5,000 people, you start to realize I'm only doing a handful of things here. What are those handful of things? Boom, 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 boom. Okay. How can I like manipulate the vocabulary to fit that into something that makes sense and the precise method, the actual, like that framework that came together in less than an hour. When I just sat down and I looked at all the data, I'm like, Oh, it's this. It came together in about an hour. I'm only doing seven things to help people win. Yep. Those seven things are process improvement, reposition, something I call egg, conversion message, innovative offer, secondary sale, and another thing I call elixir. Uh, And those those are the seven precise ways to inject quick cash into your business in sometimes as little as seven days. And you don't need to know all of them. You don't need to do all of them. Most of my clients, the ones that I mentioned to you that have gotten those huge wins, they're only doing like one thing. I have a client recently that just added an extra $9,000 per month uh, to her recurring revenue from just using one of those components of the framework. Just doing one thing, asking one extra question because she was following one step of that framework, $9,000 per month, extra recurring on top of what she was already doing. She's already running like a seven or $800,000 business anyway. So my goal is to take people from wherever you are. You know, if you're, if you're a parked car like zero, I, I don't know if I can help you. But if you're generating revenue right now and you want to grow and leapfrog, I, I can give you a slingshot to get there. we got to get you past that $2 million mark because that's when you have enough to pay yourself and enough to hire a team to start building out some processes and systems to grow and scale your business beyond it.
0: I love it. And and I think that's, um, I'm a big fan of Chet Holmes, and he talks about his 12 things. Um, you know, Bob Berg has his five laws of stratospheric success. I think one of the things I see a lot of people doing in business is, but I can do this and I can do this, Um, Josh, I'm not kidding. I met somebody who listed their specialties um, and it was 10 lines long and all very different things. And I was like, no offense. I don't believe any of those. (laughs) If you say I am world class at this thing and here's my precise method, I believe you all day long. And I'm like, how do we work together? Um, I actually worked with somebody or tried to work with somebody. And I said, how can you help me? And I'm not kidding, Josh. They said, well, what do you need? And I said, well, what are you good at? And they ke- kept bringing it back to what do I need? And I'm like, I'm not feeling any comfort here. So <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of a system, you know, the the framework. Um, and, and I love the precise because I think, um, you know, I, I'd love to learn more about egg and elixir, but I feel like that's an, a secondary conversation. purpose i know (laughs) (laughs) and by the way for those listing hint hint you should be doing things like this as well um you know and i i think it's fascinating that you know a lot of people think they're in the business of selling the thing that they sell um you know really you're delivering those feel-good hormones and chemicals and trying to take away cortisol and that's what people pay for is that a fair statement
1: Absolutely. People are paying. Uh, I, I'll, I'll give you this. And this was this is one of the hardest lessons that I had to learn. But once I learned it, I realized I always I always knew it. You ever you, you know what I mean? Like sometimes there are these things that people say and you're like, damn, I already knew that. Why did I never realize it before? Yeah, like Blinding that's flash you know. the
0: obvious. That's that's what I call it.
1: That's that's when you know that it's profound because yep. it's simple. What were you saying earlier? We we go against humanity or something? Human nature, uh, yeah. We go against human nature. Well, you know what? We're apes. Apes speak ape. And yep. apes understand ape. And And if you're speaking ape, we're all going to get it. Even the smartest people on the planet appreciate when you don't make them think so hard. <laughs> and so if you can say something basic that they didn't realize before, and then you're like, oh yeah. Those are the things like when you go and you watch a speech or you check your social media and people are like, man, I was watching, I was watching Ed Milet, you know, or Eric Thomas or uh Andy Frisella or any of those kind of huge dudes. I was watching him talk and he said something. He said something that just made the biggest difference ever. And it was, and it was like three words. Yeah. That were like you probably learned in first grade, you yeah. know. But it was like, Oh my god, mind blown. But you already knew that. That's why it felt so good. It was yeah. like a confirmation. Like, oh yeah, I've been feeling that. You just confirmed it. What hormone was that? Somebody oh. else confirming you. What's that?
0: Uh that's dopamine, is it not?
1: Serotonin. 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 Yes. Theraton- oh, serotonin, yeah. Community. The community one, right? And so it felt good. Somebody else like confirmed that what I was always thinking was right. That's that's a serotonin boost. I feel like I'm part of something that's bigger than me. My brain is like, yeah, you're going to survive. Just follow this guy. Right. And so, but I I went a little bit on a tangent there. But the point is, (laughs) what do people pay for? People pay for certainty. Period. They're not paying for all of the deliverables that you're going to give, you know, the 17 hours of footage. You know, how many, well, how many, how many one-on-one calls do I get during the thing? It doesn't matter. They're not paying (laughs) for that. Nobody cares. They want certainty. I will pay for certainty. If I give you money, will you produce the outcome that I desire? Yes. Take my money. That's why we make decisions. If we're not certain that we're going to get the outcome, that's when we create hesitations and doubt. And we find ways to either say no or not now, because it's going proposal. to keep us in our survival zone.
0: <laughs> Send me a proposal. That's that's a you know I I used to work with salespeople like oh I got them to ask for a proposal and I'm like yeah that's not a pipeline that's a do not contact but you'll you'll find it out. Um, You know, it's funny, Josh, I'm just going to share. I'm a big fan of Russell Brunson, and I love how he does some deep research and things. Um, But one of the concepts he loves to talk about is the one sentence persuasion. And I think it was created by somebody named Blair Warren. Um, And I, for the life of me, can't remember the sentence. But basically, you know, we want to justify failures, allay fears, throw rocks at enemies, confirm suspicions encourage our dreams and that literally is you know if you look at some of russell brunson's little stick figure drawings he's explained in one sentence what you and i have been talking about because if you think about it that removes a lot of the uncertainty and provides certainty yep
1: wow that's absolutely right
0: So I could talk to Josh all day and um, rather than doing that, I'm going to invite him to be back on the show and and I'm sure he'll happily oblige because he's amazing. Um, Josh, you are the expert and uh, and you're the expert at being you. Is there anything you would have liked me to ask that perhaps I haven't yet?
1: Uh, That's a great question that I was not prepared for. So uh, I would say, uh, you know, the... The the number one thing that I have found to be essential to kind of bridging the gap between our survival brain and our success brain, which is what leads to our success, uh, is accountability. And so if you were going to ask me a question, it would be about accountability.
0: Well, let's talk about accountability. Then I'm going to ask you a really hard question. How can people learn more or connect with you? So um, just a high level, what are your thoughts on accountability? And what are some quick ways we maybe we can build, build that into
1: our lives? Yeah, definitely. So there are three components to accountability. Most of us only use one or two, and that's why we have trouble. So according to science, there's been some studies on this. Uh, if you, uh, accountability is about commitments. And so I, I like to use a, a trip to Greece as my example. If I commit to myself, I'm going to go to Greece. I've committed to that. I'm going to make it happen. My chances of following through to, on that, according to science is about 25%, one in four. Okay. So if you're sitting there saying, I'm going to start a business your chances of starting a business are 25%. If you say, oh, I'm going to make these calls next week, your chances of doing that, 25%. One in four, you're going to fail three times out of four. Now, if I commit to an external third party, Jeff, I'm going to go to Greece. I'm making it happen. I'm going to do this. Now, that survival mechanism kicks in. You don't want to disappoint your tribe, And so your chances go up 65%. So, Jeff, I'm going to Greece. 65% chance I go to Greece. Now, the last point of accountability that most people don't put in place is time. Time, if you hold yourself accountable to time, your chances of following through on the task, according to science, are 95%. Jeff, I'm going to go to Greece. We're going to sit down on Saturday at 2 p.m. We're going to go over, create the itinerary, and buy the tickets. The chances of going to Greece at that point are 95%, according to science. Mm. Now, think about it. If you want to change something in your business, have you put all three of those pieces of accountability in place? If you haven't, that's probably why you aren't where you want to be.
0: I love that. And, you know, I'm a big fan of smart goals and, you know, accountability. Um, I think you know, if I think about it, the accountability piece of a smart goal is you're building in those three elements.
1: Mm -hmm. That's it. I love
0: it. Now, Josh, the big question, somebody has watched this far through and they're like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. Um, What's the best next step for them to connect with you and get to know more about how they might work with you?
1: Yeah, you got it. So uh, I run a a business called Factor One. Uh, It's designed for small businesses, service-based entrepreneurs under 2 million. You've hit the limits of where hustle can take you on its own and you need to level up, but you kind of keep getting stuck in that same rut. So what we do is I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. We're going to put together some campaigns that are going to bring in quick cash on command. So you can get out of that rut, gain some momentum, slingshot yourself over that wall so we can get you to the next level and beyond. So if that's something that sounds good to you and you're interested, you can learn more about it by going to iamfactorone.com. onecom That's iamfactorone.com. onecom There's a short... Six minute video you can watch to learn a little bit more about how we do it. And then you can click a link, book a call, you'll talk directly with me. I guarantee results in writing. So I have no incentive to be a pushy salesperson or anything. We're just going to have a frank, honest conversation, and I'll be straight up with you and say, Hey, I think I can help you. Let's do this. Or, you know, no, maybe now's not the right time. Here, do this instead, and we'll talk in a few months. Whatever makes the most sense. But if you're kind of feeling like, man, I need to get ahead and I can't afford to spin my wheels anymore. I can't afford to be in motion. I need to take action. Let's have a conversation. I am factor one.com. And I'll give you one more resource for free. Uh, This is, you know, if you're not ready to talk. Cool. No problem. Not everybody is. Uh, I have a free Facebook group. It's called Move the Needle. And I'm going to invite Jeff to join it and go in there and start contributing about cash flow. It's called Move the Needle. Uh, You can look that up, move the needle, and just request to join. I'll let you in. No problem. Um, Or if you can't find it or whatever, you can message me on Facebook at JT Literally is my handle. So I am factor1.com. If you want to have a honest conversation about where you're at and see if I can help you fix it, you'll be talking directly with me. No salespeople or anything like that. Um, Or if you're not ready for that, Join the group. Move the needle. Uh, If you can't find it on Facebook, you can uh, just send me a DM at JT Literally on Facebook or Instagram. I love it.
0: I love it. And we'll have those links in the show notes so people don't have to actually look. Um, I like my people, and I know that human nature, if you and I tell them to look for it, they're not going to. So um, I make it easy (laughs) for them, but – Josh, it was a blast. And uh, I want to thank you for hanging out with me and sharing your wisdom and insights and um, being equally nerdy about frameworks and, and acronyms and things like that. So thank you. Absolutely. to your wellness.